Uh, okay, so yeah, let's go. Yeah, one, two, three. Hey, 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 hey. Hello, everybody. It's Dr. Mouth, Dan the Mouth Lavransky. Excited because we have the AEW pay per view full gear this weekend. I'm joined by my compadre in old fuckery, <laughs> Mr. Joe Aguinaldo. Joe, this is it. Go home show full gear. Uh, lots to talk about, obviously, which we'll get into. Uh, but yeah, things are shaping up for the weekend, I would say. Yeah, I'm I'm happy that it's a Saturday show, seeing as uh, how we yes. have like ten matches. Yes. Um, but uh, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna jump into this right now because, like, forget full gear for a second. June Akiyama is gonna be on North yes. American TV. Yes. Come on. Yes, absolutely. Oh no, of course. Oh yeah, no, no. <laughs> I I was I popped just as big as you did for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, um, no, that was pretty. That was pretty amazing to see. Yeah, it's like definitely, they're definitely, I, I mean, at least amongst the hardcore fan, they're definitely trying to up the ante on Rampage. Oh, dude, uh, I, I, saw that on, that, right? I saw that on Instagram and I freaked mm-hmm. out. And and I, I and in case, uh, sorry, we should mention it's like Junakiyama uh, from, from NOAA and All Japan is going to be on Rampage teaming with Takeshita versus yes. uh, Eddie Kingston and Ortiz. Ortiz. And yeah. like, I got to tell you. I gotta it's tell you, good, I, man. Eddie Kings that I hopefully it spins off into a singles. Hopefully it, we at least or, or get a singles with yeah, Akiyama yeah. and Eddie, because I think you know in this they got a you know there's two other guys in the match here. So, but man, if you let those two just go in by themselves, because you know again that little promo that it was in the show later on, uh, uh, Eddie Kingston, you know all that stuff he said was true. He saw well, he saw him and he's like, I want to I want to wrestle that guy. He, the other thing too, though, is that now again, this is we're gonna get into the weeds here, but like because Akiyama wrestled in all Japan and like you know, and they use that uh, King's Road style, right, versus the strong style, and yeah. Eddie Kingston being such an all Japan fan, like you know, like two guys that are kind all of all Japan, in, yeah, all Japan. One is an original, one is kind of a disciple. Yeah, I'd yep. be very curious to see what that match is going to look like, because, you know, Dan, like, I mean, you heck, you introduced yeah, yeah. me to this stuff. Like, you remember what those old like all Japan 90s matches used to yep. look like, like with Misawa and with Kawada, Kawada, Kobashi, yeah. Akiyama, yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I bet you, Joe, I bet you it will be that. I bet you yeah. it will be with slow build, slow build, but just getting more and more and more intense till by the end. You know, they'll just be doing, yeah, no, honestly, I could totally see them wanting to work that kind of style. I could see Eddie Kingston wanting to work that style anyways. Well, and and, and Akiyama lived it for years, mm. right? So, mm, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I, 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 like, I just, I had to jump into that because I was so excited when I saw that. Oh, no, it'll, yeah, saw that graphic. That'll be very cool. Yeah, yeah very yeah. cool. Uh, all right. So, to get this uh, dynamite, though, started here, November the 16th, go home show for full gear. Uh, the crazy tag off the top here with the Blackpool Combat Club against the Jericho Appreciation Society, Claudio Castanoli and Brian Danielson against Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Uh, of course, all four of these guys are in the four-way match for the Ring of Honor title at the pay-per-view. So this is one of those classic kind of old-school booking things where you put all the guys that are in one match in some sort of weird thing the night before just to, you know, 
get them all out there and let them go at it to tease everything. Yeah, this was, uh, to no one's surprise, a little crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, they started brawling right away. Like, yeah, it, yeah. they didn't even get in the ring. They just had them brawling right away. Um, you know, yeah, it was it was nuts, filled with crazy spots. You know, there was one part where Brian and Claudio had uh, both Jericho and Sammy down, and they're giving them stereo elbows, yep. both in sync with each other at the same time. Um, Claudio did this, like, insane vertical suplex with uh, Sammy at one point. Um, they had Sammy, Sammy going after Brian's eye again, like they had played up before in earlier stuff. Um, Jericho, of course, tries to use the bat on Brian at one place, and that led us into the break to go to, into pick and pick. Um, just as they came back from the break, we see Jericho and Sammy in control. They're doing, uh, both of them doing a double vertical suplex on Brian. Actually, wait, wait, before you go further, just to co- go back to you, what you mentioned about Claudio's, uh, suplex, that delayed yes. suplex he did. Yeah. So like what, what made it insane? Cause I freaked out when he did this part, like uh, people do delayed suplexes, but what he did was he did a, like two lunges and like, like anyone who works out and knows what a lunge is, a lunge is now try putting someone in a suplex position yeah, and lunge and do that, it. That is that is like that is like beast mode, like to the nth degree. That was insane. <laughs> it was good. It was a nice play on that kind of classic kind of suplex. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But like, again, from a just from a pure strength perspective, that's fucking mutant shit. And I don't normally mm-hmm. swear, but like when he did it, I was freaking out. So, <laughs> um. At one point, uh, Claudio gets the hot tag, and he just threw everybody all over the Ooh. place. <laughs> yeah. It was it was hilarious. It was great. It was he's he's so good when he gets he the is. hot yeah, tag. Yeah. Um, Jericho gets the walls on him though at one point, and Sammy takes out Brian. But eventually, Brian broke up the walls by doing a drop kick off the top. Uh, did you notice how they kind of paired off? I really liked how. Um, and they did it storyline wise, you know, Sammy and Brian paired off because they have the issues and Claudio and Jericho paired off. And that's really how it was yeah, for a good yeah. chunk of the match. Right. Like, <laughs> even at the beginning of the match, when they started like the match, Claudio and Jericho fought on the outside while Danielson yeah. and Guevara were yeah. on the inside. Right. Yeah. I thought it was good the way they did the focus like that. Um, Brian gets the label lock on Sammy at one point, but Sammy makes it to the ropes. Uh, they're up and they're fighting. They're up on the post. Sammy bites Brian while they're up on the post. Then he gives him a cutter off the ropes. Um, Dude, that was insane too, man. <laughs> it looked, yeah, it looked great. Uh, Claudio did that move that needs a name drastically where he throws the guy up in the air and comes down and gives him a throw. Oh, yeah, that throwing, swinging uppercut thing, yeah. whatever they call that. Yeah, because... Cause like every they don't time, call it anything. Yeah, I, yeah, like every time he does it, they'll be like, "Oh, what a strike by Claudio!" And you're like, "What is it called?" Like, yeah, no one ever says. It. I I don't know if it actually has a name, you know. Uh, so anyways, he did it to Sammy. Um, Claudio gets a hot tag to come in, but Jericho had the bat, but Claudio stopped it, took it away from him, and did a huge giant swing. Like Claudio had to have been just as dizzy as Jericho, if not more so. Because he gave him a really good long swing there. Um, but uh, Claudio gets him in the Scorpion death lock. And Jericho taps out. Which I thought this again. This is like the kind of the, the great finish. Kind of going into the title match. Where the guy who's the champion right now. Had to submit to one of the guys he's facing in the match. So thought it built up the drama good. Um, 
the tease of a contender getting the pin. But by the same token, probably means Jericho's retain, retaining the title. Yeah, let's not get into that. I, I, we'll, we'll talk about that more when we preview the show. But, like, just coming back to the match. Again, just a fun opening match. But, man, like, Sammy G, all right? That dude is a heat-seeking missile. <laughs> like, he is. Like, he is. You know, like, and, and again, it's the, like, it's the, like, we want to see this guy, like, get his ass kicked reaction, not the I'm going to go to the bathroom reaction. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And he didn't even have Ty with him this week. No, no, that's what I mean. Right? Like he's just a heat seeking. Yeah. And I, like again, I mean this in the right way because you mm-hmm. need guys yep. where you want to see them get beat up. And yeah. like even even like the whole story of them uh like going back to Danielson's eye after he got like some sort of um like he'd get an advantage and then they would rake yeah. his eye, right? Yeah. I thought like good storytelling there. Danielson sold it like a million bucks. Um, and I also like the little subplot of, you know, um, like uh, Claudio has, you know, pinned or submitted Jericho now, I think two or three times in like tag matches and stuff, um, you know, and like is is Cesaro, is Claudio going to be the one to get that belt back, yeah. you know, eventually, right, right. right. <clears throat> and, and again, like Jericho is Jericho. What can you say? Like, the, I mean, the dude's just, you know, he's the Ocho, he's the wizard, he's like all this stuff and. You know, he's he's sort of like the guy that's in in the middle of all these, you know, really high end storylines. So really good match. Like, I love all the characters. And, yeah, like, I'm curious to see, you know, like everyone talks about Danielson and and Claudio potentially getting into it in this match. What about Sammy and Jericho? Are they going to get into it in this match? You know what I mean? So, like, they will tease it. They will tease it for sure. Like, is Jericho going to expect Guevara to like lie down for him? Or is is Sammy, you know, Sammy G going to double cross Jericho? Who knows? Right. So I, 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 this is an intriguing match. I'm not normally a fan of like, you know, multiple people matches for your, for your world titles. But I I am definitely curious about the, the, the like the match with these four. Okay, after this we had a short little vignette about Moxley and MJF to promote because really this is kind of, was kind of the main event of the show. This got the final spot. Yeah, yeah final segment. Show. So this was early on. This is very early on to give you a little promo. So it's uh, one of those edited pieces going back and forth. Moxley uh, Moxley said there is no other John Moxley in wrestling. MJF said Moxley was the best wrestler in the world for now. Excalibur says we have seen a different MJF lately. And um, you mean obviously means like the babyface style elements, I think. Um, Moxley says MJF is a child. JR says he's intelligent. Excalibur says MJF has never done anything in his career on his own. Uh, Jim Ross said it will take MJF to have the match of his life to win the title. And Excalibur said, Moxley has proved he is the best in the world. And Moxley said, I have stared into the void of death. I guess in GCW was when he would have been doing that. Oof. <laughs> All right. Uh, commercial break after that so I can have a sip of my beverage. Mm. I'm actually having a Lemmy tonight. Oh, right on. Yeah. Uh, okay, we come back. And uh, this we this was, you know, this was one of these um, uh, classic Darby and Sting things in black and white. Um, we see a quick little thing. Jeff Jarrett talking about 
we hear Jeff Jarrett talking about body bags and it's this black and white footage. We see a body bag being passed around over top of a cloud, a crowd like body surfing at a concert. And then it's, it's, uh, it's getting picked up in the desert in a car and it's in the car. And then Darby comes out of the body bag. Sting is driving the car. It's a big old school convertible. And uh, Sting just looks at uh, Darby and goes, full gear is showtime. And uh, then we go to Lethal, Dutt, and Sing right after that. And they're just laughing like, Sting, Darby, you guys are out cruising. You guys, you better show up at full gear. You go, that's all we want. That's all we want. And they're just like frantic, yelling and screaming. And then Jeff Jarrett comes in. He says, Sting, 24 years ago when we stepped in the ring to face each other for the first time. He goes, you want to use your trademark saying it's showtime. He goes, Saturday night will be your last time. And then he does this gimmick they've had him doing lately where he chases off the floor director. Like, don't tell me it's time to wrap up. I'm telling you that I'm tired of it already, Double J. But uh, there you go. I mean, I love the Darby Sting things in black and white like that. I think it's such a great way uh, to present those guys. And yeah, just a quick one from these guys. I still not crazy about Jarrett being in there. Actually, what? Oh no, we will. Sorry, we'll talk about that in the prediction. Sorry, I'm yeah, getting like, out of myself. Go but, ahead. But here's the thing. Exactly. It's we said this last week. Jeff Jarrett backstage, no problem. Jeff Jarrett in front of the camera. Like I know it's only been two weeks, but man, I already don't want to see this match. Like I'm, I'm more excited about Akiyama. Takeshita, Kingston, and Ortiz <laughs> well, than I am well, about this match. It's <laughs> understandable. But I have a scenario for this one on how it could end that would actually make me really super happy. Okay, so... like, no, let, we'll, no, we'll, no, 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 we'll talk about it in the predictions. We'll no, 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 like, we'll, we'll get there. But just, regard, like, again, here, here's my problem. And, and, you know, be aware, too, that I've never been a big Jeff Jarrett fan. Okay, so Jeff Jarrett's promo was fine. Sanjay Dutt was hilarious. Oh, he's so great. I love him. But it's Jeff Jarrett, so I don't care. That's yeah. that's really where I'm you. at with this. I hear, right? Okay, uh, let's move on then. We got a singles match next. And again, this is a classic old school booking thing leading into a big match. Uh, we have the tag team titles on the line at the pay-per-view with the acclaim defending one more time, the third time against Swerve and Our Glory. So you take a member from each team and you put them in a singles match. So we had Anthony Bowens against Swerve for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh, Castor, of course, did a rap, uh, and they're going to warm us up with their full gear with their new video premiere. Uh, Swerve's going to get burned like Jay Leno because Leno just had an accident, I guess, in his garage with some gasoline and suffered some burns. Um, they showed their new music video making fun of Swerve and Lee, <laughs> and, 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 and Big Show's in it as Captain Insano. Insano, yeah, 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 and, yeah. Uh, they had two like you know total goofy looking guys playing Swerve and Lee. I thought it was pretty fun. I thought it was a pretty fun <coughs> kind of nice piece of silliness, you know. It was uh, like again, I'm not. I've like I, I like the acclaim, but I've just never been a fan of this kind of stuff. Like you know the music videos and stuff. But it was funny. I I it, like I thought Big Show doing like the inferno thing which was basically a ripoff of hulk hogan yeah exactly um, captain insane i honestly i thought that was the highlight of the, of the video i thought that was great i thought it was a good one um and lee we don't see lee he's not here with swerve at all no no, Keith lee. no 
no Keith Lee. So that builds into the story as well. Uh, um, Ask Daddy, of course, is out there with the acclaimed. He's all still worked up about Swerve. He comes running down the ramp when Swerve's making his way to the ring and jumps on Swerve again. And so that's it. The referees send him to the back right away. So he's out of there before the match even starts. Um, so they're brawling all over the place here in this one. And and the, the, I, the commercial seemed to come fairly quick to me. Swerve dropped Bowens on the guardrail, and that led into the pick and pick. And, uh, you know, the the story in the match was kind of like Swerve really dominating a lot. You know, Bowens was in trouble throughout, he, but he would always kick out and get out of it. But it was really more like Swerve dominating for a good chunk of the match. Um, Swerve did that. He did this... He did this nasty spot where he um kind of pulled um Bowen's arm back and then like stomped right on his shoulder. Oh looked, yeah, that looked it nasty. Looked, it looked so mean. Yeah, like I was like, oh man, it, that was, looked, that was very similar to what uh, was it? I think it was Pent- Pentagon used to do that where he would do that arm yeah. breaker thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then he did the swerve stomp off the top, uh, but Bowen's kicked out of that. But then Swerve got the swerve driver for the pin. And it was the idea, you know, he destroyed uh, Bowen's arm, his ar- kind of his arm and his shoulder there. So, again, Swerve gets the win. But, it, again, you know, well, we'll talk about it. Yeah, that. we'll talk about it later. Like, here's it, a good match. Both guys worked well. I think Swerve is another very good and underrated heel right now. Like, I would really like to see him on his he own. Should- yeah, I agree. He you know should what I mean? be on his own. Yeah, because I he ha- like he has great heel charisma, and again, it's not it's not like oh, Swerve sucks. I'm going to the bathroom. He he. It's like, man, I want to see Anthony Bowens kick his ass. Heat. Yeah, you know what I mean? And he's right. really yeah. good at it. He is. So, I agree. I, he yeah. is at, at being a heel. I agree. And and he, like even though he does a lot of the flying flippy moves, it's like it's it's because of the stuff he does in between. That makes you hate him. Like Shawn Michaels was the same way. Shawn Michaels would hit right. like a beautiful drop kick or a cross body, but then he'd get up and he'd sneer at the audience or give him the finger or whatever. And that's what made that's what made you know Shawn Michaels a great heel. Well, Swerve's the same kind of idea. He does all these really cool moves, but then he'll get up and kind of like flip off the audience. And you're like, oh, you ass. You like you know like yeah. so yeah. Um. So yeah, I really like Swerve. I and and I do hope that he gets an opportunity as a single soon. In fact, Lee, Keith Lee should also not be in this tag team. He yeah, no, it's, a, it's another up. case of this, what they did with Wardlow and Joe. Thankfully, that's yeah, thankfully that, yeah, we'll talk about that but, more later. But, but that, you know, that's the thing. It's, they have this thing with about putting these teams, like look at Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, right? right? Yeah, exactly. The right? Same thing. We're like, what are these guys doing in the team with each other? Yeah. Very weird. Um, okay. Uh, oh, Sorry, my enthusiasm is going to drop down a little bit now. Uh, we This was the Jade and Nyla vignette to push that match, which is on the pay-per-view. Jade defending the TBS title that Nyla stole from her. Uh, Jade says she gave the company her blood, sweat, and tears, and then Nyla just came in, steals my belt, and no one in this company can do anything about it. And uh, uh, she says, Tony Khan says Nyla's antics have worked in her favor. She basically put herself in contention by stealing the belt. They cut to, uh, oh, no, sorry. Tony Schiavone said that. Sorry. Tony Schiavone said Nylex antics have worked in her favor, and she got a title shot by stealing it. Renee says she's seen how pissed off Jade is not having the belt. 
Nyla said, Jade, when you came to AEW, you thought you were going to run roughshod over the women's division. But guess what? It was me, and this was your wake-up call. She goes, I'm going to show you why the most violent storms are named after people. That was a great line. Uh, Jade said, I'm going to get my belt back, and there will be no games. And Mouse said, I'm going to have a nap now. I'm going to go to the bathroom now. I'm going to go make a sandwich now. Okay, so for... Um, so let's start with this whole angle. Like, again, I think I've mentioned this to you before. I think you've mentioned this to me before. Not a fan of people stealing belts and then saying that they're the champs. It's like, come on, right? Yeah, um, it's, it seems like even, even for wrestling, it seems like such a, oh, really? Yeah, exactly. Like, come like, on. like I'm, I'm okay if you beat up the champ and hold up the belt over him and then drop it on him. I think that's cool. But you steal the belt, you're kind of like, okay, whatever. Now, here's the other part. Like, who's the heel and who's the baby face, right? Because I think the problem is Jade – like, I think I think people wanted to cheer Jade. You know how she was kind of getting that, like, that that like the – like, uh, sort of those cheers because of her look and, 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 you know, like the fact that she was dominating and stuff, right? Here's the problem. Nyla is a hundred times more entertaining than Jade is. Have you ever, like, I don't know if you've seen mm-hmm. Nyla's social media, but her social yeah, yeah. media is bloody hilarious. Like, I, I don't follow a lot of wrestlers. Nyla Rose is one that I follow because her Twitter makes me laugh, right? Right. So she's entertaining there. She comes out on the mic and she's just funny. Like, she's funny entertaining. You know that she's legit because she's a, like, you know, she was a contender for the, the championship. And like because Jade is still limited on the mic, I it's like I think I think the idea was Jade was going to get sympathy, and then Nyla was going to become the hated heel, and there's your storyline. But I think the problem is, and again, to, in my opinion, Jade's not charismatic enough on the mic or good enough to get that sympathy, and Nyla's just too freaking entertaining that I can't hate her. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it's basically backwards. Yeah. Right? Ex- exactly. Basically and, backwards. You know, really, if you think about it, the 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 champ that has her belt stolen should be the baby face. Yes, exactly, right. And and now here's the thing, because I said it before. I'm looking more forward to June Akiyama, Takeshita versus Eddie Kingston Ortiz than wow. this match. <laughs> well, I guess so. I'm, I'm 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 looking more forward to like you know. Stepping in broken glass than I am this match. See, like, but but again, like the, my last word on this, all joking aside, what I'm really interested in is I want to see if Nyla wins because I want her right. to win. Like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I I don't I don't. Unfortunately, I think the Jade nightmare is going to continue. No, I, I I think Jade wins too. It just makes sense. But I would love to see Nyla win because I just think she would be great as the champion. I do too. Uh, okay, so after that uh, thrilling segment. We go to Tony in the ring. He brings out Samoa Joe. It's time to answer for what he did to Wardlow last week. And Tony says to Joe, you know, I guess it looks like the end of Ward, Joe. Why did this happen? And um, Joe has a really good sense of timing. Yes. The way Joe delivered this promo was really good. And it's probably not a way he was probably allowed to do in uh, the WWE and that, but he was so good here 
and the way he just kind of he took a lot of really great pauses and just really let this kind of come out at its own speed and i really enjoyed it so uh when joe starts he goes you know it's a pleasure to be here with you tony uh you remind me of an old colleague named paul but hopefully we'll have a better interaction than that so a little dig there a little bit <laughs> um he said, uh, you said it was a shocker what I did to Wardlow, that it was unexpected, and the fans kind of started to boo at this point. And then he said, he looks at Tony, he said, well, let me ask you. He goes, is it shocking for a man to refuse to be a victim? He goes, is it shocking to hear somebody state a fact that they want something from you and you take it at face value and you take action? He goes, is that shocking? Tony said, well, you know, you know, when you put it that way, no, it isn't. And Joe said, is it shocking that week after week, Wardlow came in here and ran his mouth? He failed to recognize with the most dangerous man in the room. And he goes, and for that mistake, he paid the ultimate price. He goes, because I refuse to wait around and be a victim like most of the people sitting in this building tonight. So there you go, trying to heal on the fans. He said, the type of people who sit around and wait for the storm and wait for someone to save them. He goes, I saved myself. And if you or anybody else has a problem with it, you can take it up with me. So I thought this was good. At this point, he gets interrupted. Hobbs comes out, powerhouse Hobbs comes out and says, congratulations, Joe, but you're too late to the party. And if you haven't noticed, I'm the one that's been kicking Wardlow's ass for the past several weeks. He goes, so why don't I just come down and kick your ass, champ? And Joe basically said, get your ass in here. But then just as Hobbs is getting to the ring, we hear Wardlow's music. Um, so they're both kind of watching, but Wardlow comes in from behind because Joe's in the ring watching the entrance. He comes in from behind. He spears Joe, but then Hobbs comes in and he attacks Wardlow. A bunch of guys from the back, um, I, you know, Butcher Blades, some other workers all ran out, uh, tried to separate them. Uh, Wardlow did a crazy dive onto all of them at one point on the outside, and it just kind of generated into chaos at uh, at this point. It was uh, it was a little nuts there. Yeah. But, okay, so let's go back to your comment about Joe's promo. Um, timing, not, not like along with the timing, like it had good dynamics, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like he, yep. he, he was kind of quiet for a bit yep. and then, cause he would be like, you know, is it shocking this? Is it shocking that? Is it shocking this? Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, and, yeah. and he built and, it well. Yeah. He built it and, well. And not only that, but it was, a, it was one of those good heel promos where it's not, not necessarily untrue. It was just the way that he was going about it. Right. Um, but like, again, young wrestlers out there, you know, AW, wherever, watch that Samoa Joe promo because it was really good. You know, like just the way that he, you know, he he because, um, again, you know what I think it is too. you. You, you kind of mentioned it when we were talking about this, like he never got these opportunities in WWE. I forgot how good of a promo like right. Samoa Joe is. You know what right. I mean? And this was yeah. a great little promo. Yeah. Um, not to be outdone, though, I'm not saying Hobbs is an amazing promo, but when he came out and said, you know, you're late to the party, I'm the one kicking Wardlow's ass, that felt very natural. It felt very mm, – it, it yeah. was very believable. Yeah. 
Um, you know, then Wardlow came out, didn't say anything, just did his thing. <laughs> like I was like, you know, matches with these three. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah. Like, yeah, at this know? point, they hadn't really gone that way. And, and in yeah. fact, later in the show, they, they make the, that actual match official for the yeah. pay-per-view. But even just the idea of those three guys mm, fighting, yeah. right? Oh, because, yeah. be, because like, like it's, it's cause like, you know, it's like Samojo doesn't like anyone. Neither does Powerhouse Hobbs, and Wardlow doesn't need any friends. Like just, just have these three just beat the and shit out of each other. Big, right? big, yeah, big guys can let like yeah. you know, hammer it out on each other, but they'll be able to do big power moves on each other too. Like you're yeah. starting to see power bombs and Death Valley drivers <laughs> and stuff. Like these guys, you know, Joe does Death Valley driver all or used to all the time, right? Like this is gonna be crazy. That match yeah. gonna be crazy. Okay, so after that. Uh, segment we go to a break we come back okay as bad as jade is and you know at least they taped hers we didn't have to watch it. this this was unbelievable because just watching this this was taped as well but unless there was some really clever editing this looked like it was all one shot she did yeah. this one shot and i i i can't believe it. this is so good and you know this was another one of those moments what we had next was a Britt baker promo and I'll go through it all here. But I just want to say, this was one of these promos. It was She did such a great job. And I, whenever she does, where she knocks it out of the park, for some reason, my brain always goes back to the man. And remember what she was like when she started. Yeah, yeah. She even mentions that in this promo. You know what I mean? That's right. That's right. She yeah, did. Yeah. That's right. She worked it into the promo. That's right. And it, I, that I always I go, man. And you were just like, and then all of a sudden, yeah, once you were comfortable, wow, look out. Yeah. So here we go. Britt Baker promo looking, um, you know, just basically her face, just looking straight at the camera the whole time. She says, four times, Soraya, you stared me dead in the eyes and told me I don't have what it takes to be a star. You reminded everyone that I'm the only that I've only been on TV for three years. But you know what? In those three years, I went from nervous, happy-to-be-here girl to a confident, tenacious face of this company. And that is absolutely true. Yep. I can't, cannot argue with this. She said, in three years, I became a leader, a leader, and I learned very quickly as a leader that you take all the blame while everyone else takes all the credit. She goes, in three years, I became my own damn role model. I wasn't handed anything that you weren't also handed, and that is an opportunity. I took the opportunity and ran with it until I became undeniable. Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Cody Rhodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. I didn't even catch that. Um, and she's, uh, she goes, so that every fan in the arena says it with me when I tell them that I'm Dr. Britt Baker. DMD, and even though this was taped, you could hear the crowd in the background yep, doing, doing it. Yep. Um, she goes, no, I didn't wrestle in Madison Square Gardens, but you know where I did wrestle? In Daly's Place, in Jacksonville, Florida, for over a year. When the fans couldn't come to us, we were there for them. We kept the fire of pro wrestling burning in the darkest of times, and that's an era you'll never know. She goes, Soraya, I respect you, and I respect that you fought addiction and won. I respect that you came back from a horrible, horrible neck injury. I respect that you paved the ground for me to be standing right here. 
but this business owes you nothing. It has moved on. And what you're not going to do is stand there and belittle me and my accomplishments and my blood, sweat, and tears because you're stuck in the past. I am the heart, soul, and pulse of AEW. If you think you're above that, you can get the hell out. This is my house. I'm like, holy shit. That was a phenomenal promo and so much of it based in stuff with reality and just just so straightforward and delivered with just the right intensity without overdoing it i i yeah i yeah, thought it was like i good, uh, the only thing is i'll ask you though is this a confusing thing too like who's face and who's heel okay so before we get to that question okay um like I owe Britt Baker an apology because last week I thought I said her character was getting stale. This promo was like, it was amazing. It was so good. Now here's the thing though, to your question. Okay. I think like on paper, Soraya is supposed to be the baby face. Okay. But like the, like where, where I got sort of the goose pimples and the goose, the goose bumps, during this promo, um, like, you know, I became my own role model. I wasn't handed anything you weren't also handled, you know, like the whole, you know, when, when I tell them I'm Dr. Britt Baker DMD. Great. It was great up to that part. Okay. <clears throat> but where for me, it, 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 it sort of even elevated higher was when she said, you know, I haven't wrestled Madison, Madison Square Gardens. I wrestled Daly's place in Jacksonville. And then she went into that whole yep. part about, yep. you know, being, you know, being a being there the darkest during the darkest yeah, yeah. So times. Yeah. I, I might argue that to the AEW faithful who are going to be at full gear, even though on paper Brit's supposed to be the heel, she's going to get cheered like Absolutely. Man. It's I see and, it exactly I see and, it exactly the same. Because like I think people want to like Soraya, and if Soraya was going up against, let's say, Jade Cargill, it's a slam dunk. But because she's going up against Britt Baker, who who already is starting to get that weird tweener status. Like, she was already in that weird tweener status already because she was so entertaining that people liked her, even though she was a heel. I think that, like, I think Soraya is – she's going to be the one eventually to get booed. Um, and I, I – yeah, like, I'm not going to say – I'm not saying she's turning, but I think when the match starts, Britt's going to get cheered. Soraya's going to get booed. I think that's I what's going to happen. The, totally the way the, – totally this the way this is booked to me – if you're an AEW fan and the AEW fan is the smarter wrestling fan, they're familiar with other products and that. To me, Britt Baker is totally the baby face yeah. here. This other girl came in, said, this is my house and I owe, I do this and I'm running the show. It's like, you haven't been here. You've done nothing. I've been here since day one. I yep. was here during the pandemic every week. You know, you haven't done nothing. Yeah, great. You kicked drugs. Great. Your neck feels better. But look, I've done this. This is not your house. Like... I'm totally with her as the I'm Saray is the heel. I think that I think and they should just play it that way. I think they should just play it that way because a lot of times when somebody comes in new like that, they don't necessarily have to be a baby face all the time. I think the way that this is set up, the uh, the, the average AEW fan is gonna yeah, see yeah. her and, as and, the heel. And, and not only that, but like you know, Britt has cut good, you know, what do you call it? Um, heel promos like i'm the best i'm a conspiracy theory you know all that stuff right this was 
this was a babyface promo. Like there was nothing totally, here that totally. was not like I was a nervous wreck. And yeah, I exactly. And, 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 and the fact that she didn't like, I mean, it was the way like it, she wasn't over the top. She wasn't like snarky. She wasn't being a jerk. And I was just like, 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 and again, like, sorry, let me finish my thought about the promo. When she got to the Madison Square Garden part and everything beyond that, to me, I was like, that's it. She just turned babyface. That was that was the thought yes. that went through my head, right? Um, because that part of that promo was amazing, right? And, you know, like talking about how we're, we, you know, we brought wrestling to the darkest of times and that's something you'll never know. And like the, the respect you thing, like, again, I, I don't know if she meant to do that or, or the writers or producers or whoever meant to make rid of baby face but to me that was like yeah that's the baby face oh, no. turn right there <laughs> like, i think i think i think they were like i said i've like i said i've talked to you about this for like the ever since this angle started i've yeah. seen brit as the baby face yeah and, and this did like this this certainly reinforced that idea and this and, and, and it's just common sense reality nobody's gonna like someone that comes and said ends and says hey it's my house yeah, they haven't yeah. been there and you have been there the whole time and you technically did build the house it's like it's I love it. It's great. But uh, yeah, the, you got to have like Soraya's just got to be dastardly in this match. I think I think well, we have to really see her come again out I, in the match. I think it's it. the problem, though, is that, like it's not I, I think the issue, though, is that like like if they were going to eventually get Brit against Soraya, I I think you needed to put Soraya in first against maybe a mid card type like maybe get her up against i don't know like who's a mid card heel there um like even if like and i know she's already a program but something like a nyla nyla rose for example right mm -hmm. like get her feet wet get let let get let brit get heat on her because that's the problem she doesn't have any heat on her right now because she's so good she's cleared out the division everyone like everyone loves a dominant champion right so that's what brit is like even though she lost the thunder rosa like she beat everybody she represented the women's division. She has earned that respect. Soraya, with all due respect, has, I'm not saying she doesn't deserve respect, but she hasn't earned AEW respect yet. That's the mm -hmm. difference, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, like Thunder Rosa has earned AEW respect. You know what I mean? <laughs> but Soraya's coming in, and, like, it's almost like an invasion, and then expecting everyone to like her. And if, you know, most people are just going to be like, who's this? You know what I mean? So... Um, oh, yeah, before we move forward, one thing about this whole this is my house thing, okay? Like, dear producers in the back, please tell Soraya and Britt to stop saying it's my house because that is Swerve's gimmick. Nah. No, no, no. I, you, like, remember we used to say this about bitch all the time? And right, you'd be right. like, Jade Cargill right. should only be the one to, to say bitch. Chris Jericho should only be the one allowed to say shit. Well, to me, Swerve should be on, the only one allowed to say this is my house because, th like, that's what he's built his gimmick on, heel or babyface. So to have Britt and Soraya saying that, I'm like, no, guys, well, go away, stop that. It's true. It well, I suppose you're right, but honestly, if you think though, Joe, Britt's put that in her promos a lot. Like even before Swerve was in, she's always talked about kind of this in terms of the women's division. It's her house. No, no. Like, but, I think even before Swerve was but, around. But the thing is, like Britt has said, this is the face. I'm the face of the division. I have built this oh, division okay. brick by brick. So, 
like just I'm not, stick with that. Don't mix. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Like like okay. the fact that they're actually saying it's my house. Right. It's like no, no, no. Swerve is it's Swerve's house. Like he comes out. Whose house? Swerve's house, right? Um, and like again, it's just it's like because people are kind of ripping on people's gimmicks, and it's like no, no, keep that separate so that way Swerve is special. That's his. Brit, well, you're you're DMD. You're the face of you know. You're the role model. You're the right, face of the women's right, division. Right. That is yours, right? Soraya, come up with something else. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, it's a big house. They can all have a room in it or something. Okay, fair. <laughs> okay, so after this, it's uh, the uh, title match for the trios titles, Death uh, Triangle, Pac, Phoenix, and Penta defending against a. Uh, I don't know how this team ever got a title shot, uh, especially since the one member has been out for months. Uh, but we had AR Fox and Top Flight uh, reuniting here. So Darius Martin is finally back. Okay. And Dante Martin with them. So they're working as Top Flight here. So six man for the trios titles. And, you know, as you'd expect, this, oh, this is crazy. Everybody's <laughs> flying everywhere. You know, it's Penta, Phoenix, Darius, Dante. Like it's, you know, everybody's all over the place. Um, Fox, uh, AR Fox and Pac had some flying exchanges back and forth. Um, you know, definitely, you know, to show off Fox and Darius, you know, because the this is first big high profile match for Fox and Darius Martin being out so long with injury after the car accident. Um, yeah, I think this was his first match back. Yeah, I think it, right, right. And he, you uh, know what? God damn, he looked good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there was one part that was great where Darius and Dante literally threw Pack uh, into a cutter. Oh, him. that was awesome! <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a great looking spot, eh? What a great looking spot. Uh, the Death Triangle did the Casadora, though, on Fox for a near fall, which looks pretty great. That looked good, too, uh, yep. Uh, Fox did the reverse somersault off the top to Death Triangle on the fall. The floor, like, he was, it was so weird how he did that. It was kind of like he like, yeah, he, he, he jumped He jumped inward and did kind of like an yeah. like underneath somersault. Yeah. I don't know what it's called, but... Like that would be something like because I I had never seen that before so that would be something like you would see on a like a diving platform in the Olympics. It yeah, was amazing. I think they said that the commentators yeah. said that. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I'm totally, like, I'm totally ripping from them. Yeah. Um. So the I, as you can tell from all this crazy stuff, the crowd's very excited. There was a "This is awesome" chant. Uh, Fox did the 450 splash on Phoenix for a near fall. Uh, fear. Uh, fen- <laughs> Too many F words at once. Phoenix and Penta did the fear factor on Fox. And this allowed Pac to come off the top with the black arrow and get the pin. Uh, the champs retain. And I see, I wrote this down before I let the rest play out. I put great TV match since they aren't on the pay-per-view. But <laughs> I was wrong. I was wrong. Because right after the match is over, well, I'll let you. Any thoughts? Any more thoughts on the match, Joe? Stuff you want to point out? Ar Fox, man, that like I, yes. I mean, I had heard that yeah. he, uh, he apparently he had a really good match with Penta. I think it was on one of the dark shows, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I did like the fact that they played that up during the match. They but, did, man, yeah, they talked like, about it. Yeah, that that like that flip where he kind of flipped. The, the 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 weird reverse underneath yeah, yeah, somersault. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. it's like I've never seen that. 
Um, and he also did this thing near the beginning of the match where he did like this, um, like he, he vaulted off the ring post and he hit like this moonsault. And I was like, whoa. Mm. Uh, and then he, he, then he hit like a senton atomical right after that. And I was just like, who is this dude? <laughs> like, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and apparently, and I saw this on Twitter and I, I, I haven't verified it yet, but apparently like right after that match, he got offered a contract to, to AEW. So like, I hope he did. That'd be great. You know, congratulations to him. Um, but yeah, that dude was, that dude was good. <laughs> like, and, and again, glad to see Darius Martin back. He did look kind of like, I remember his first, uh, the first few moves that he did in this match look kind of, you know, like kind of, kind of choreographed or kind of not crisp, but man, as right. the match wore on, he looked pretty good. So welcome, you know, that, uh, welcome back. You know, if if he and and Dante are gonna start ta- like tagging again, you've got another good up and coming team. Yeah, another team to toss in. You know, there. Yep. so yeah, like I'm again, good match already. You're, you know, you're always gonna see Penta, uh, Phoenix, and Pac wrestle a great match. Um, but I thought this was a good little showcase for Top Flight and 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 uh, Ar Fox. But you know, like I wasn't expecting Death Triangle to lose. So no. So Pac uh, starts to cut a promo after the match. He said, let me ask you a question. He goes, do you think the death triangle are stupid? Do you think we're not aware of what's going on? You think we haven't seen the videos or heard the rumors? So these, he's basically addressing those videos we keep seeing about the Bucks and Kenny on TV. He goes, if there are certain individuals in this company that think they can make their triumphant return this Saturday at full gear, and if they think they can just mosey on in and take on the death triangle, well, that's ridiculous. And you know who you are. He goes, I'll make it simple for you. We are the death triangle. And if you want some this Saturday, bring the heat because the death triangle runs from no one. And Penta said, we have no fear. Of course, he said it in Spanish. Um, and then at this point, we see the video of the clock ticking, the arm moving up towards midnight. or And, uh, and then all of a sudden it shows the Bucks and Kenny says they're going to face Death Triangle at the pay-per-view. And that goes back to Pac and he says, Finally, some transparency, which I thought was great. Now, finish your your recap and I'll uh, I'll, uh, I'll weigh in. He goes, this Sunday, the Death Triangle versus the Elite. And he goes, gentlemen, you may think that you're coming for us, but we've been waiting for you. So, first of all, great promo by Pac. Mm Mm-hmm. But he, he, I just love the the fact that he said everything that all the fans want, wanted to say. Yeah. Like, you know, do you think we're idiots? We know you're coming back. Let's have at it, right? Like stop messing about, right? So, and when they announced the match, I was like, okay, this is gonna be fun. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you. I want Death Triangle to retain. <laughs> I know. You know what? I I agree. I I was I was. It's funny that you say that because before we hooked up couple hours ago i was just going over my notes in that and i was i was kind of thinking that i'm kind of thinking well but you know you could play that angle like oh they've been out of it for a while they haven't had a match they're rusty although i guess it's not been a really long time has it it's only been Uh, you know we'll we'll get there we'll we'll get there when we do the 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 picks so but uh yeah you know i uh, i agree i kind of i would like to see them keep it too 
But it was it was good. I thought uh, Pac was excellent. And yeah, like you said, it's like what? Come on, we're not. Yeah, everyone wants to say the same. Yeah, like I love that. So. Uh, it was okay. it was it was certainly better than old school WCW where everyone's like, who do you guys want to see Hulk, Hollywood Hulk Hogan fight? You know, and everyone wants Sting, and they're like, oh, you want to see him against like you know whatever Joe Jabroni? <laughs> like, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I thought I thought for a match that you're literally booking on the go home show, I thought it was I was I wanted to see it. Like I didn't feel oh yeah I'm like okay yeah good let's get it on there yeah good let's do it. Yeah, no, the way, I thought the way they did this was good. Because, I mean, everyone – okay, I'm not going to say everyone knew. But, it, you know, most people suspected. Again, the, the hardcore audience knows what's yeah, going like, on. Yeah, but, right? but that's the thing. Like, they suspected or, you know, they had a good idea that the elite were going to come back on the pay-per-view. Mm. But, you know, the other side of that coin was, well, if you know that they're going to be there, you should you should probably announce it. So that way maybe you get a couple more buys. And I thought the way that they did it with this match – with Pac cutting that promo, I thought that was a good way to do it. Like they, they didn't have to show up on TV and you know that the guys are going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So after this, uh, we get a little uh, taped promo of Mr. Ricky Starks talking about Archer attacking him last week. Uh, he says, yeah, you did it. You got one up on old absolute. He goes, I wasn't ready. You attacked and Hey, all right, that's cool. You know, you love to attack people. So do I, he, so do I, he goes this week on rampage, it's going to be you and me. And I'm saying, let's start backstage. He goes, let's start with me wrapping my fist around your dog braids and dragging you all over the arena and then break them off and make you choke on them. He goes, Why? Because I don't talk in ifs, ands, or maybes. I talk in absolutes. And the absolute truth is this. On Rampage this week, I'm going to beat you. Well, there you go. I liked his absolute idea of wrapping his fist around Archer's dog braids and ripping them out and making him choke on them. There you go. Nice quick one from Ricky Starks. I loved it. I, I, I like Ricky Starks, man. This guy's good. Um, and well, you know what? He's good at doing kind of the modern Ric Flair, arrogant, flashy guy. He's a good dresser. He's kind of, you know, that kind of thing. I like Well, it. again, he's, he's got he's got kind of a little bit of the rock in him, too. You know what yeah, I mean? That's, so, that's, that's true, too. Very much. Like, yes. But 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 like like what I hope is that they don't rush him too much. And they like so, you know, they like. I think this guy's got a ton of potential. So I would love like and what I don't want to see is I don't want to see him get hot shotted because mm-hmm. to me this is a guy that, you know, a year down the line if you're seasoning him properly, like MJF for, for example versus Ricky Starks. Like how how cool does that match look? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so next up we had uh, another match in the uh, title elimination tournament here. So whoever wins this will get a shot at the Winter is Coming show at whoever is champion after the pay-per-view. So it's Ethan Page against Bandito. Uh, Page comes out. He get, They gave him a mic before the match even started. He's ragging on the audience. He said, what? Come on. You, this is the reaction I get? Come on. He goes, Listen to me, he goes, you basic civilians. He goes, tonight I walk through Bandito, and then Saturday at full gear, I become number one contender, and I don't care if it's Mox or Max. At winter's coming, I'm the new AEW world champion. 
They need to give this guy a mic more often. Yeah, that was good. I liked how he's like, when he's coming and goes like, what? This is it? This is oh, I love that. Yeah, me. he's like, that's all the reaction I get? You basic-ass civilians? Uh, like, I love that. Like, Funny. Yeah, it was good. Uh, so, yeah, this one, this was a pretty good match. Obviously, these two guys work together well. And Stokely now is obviously a fixture. I don't know. They still feel Ethan Page needs manager characters with him, I guess. So, Stokely's there. He interfered. That led to actually the pick and pick break where Page had control most of the time in the break. Um, at one point, Bandito did this crazy moonsault off the ring post to the floor. On oh, Page. dude, like it's like you, you know, you you get like someone blows on you the wrong way. That could be tragic. Like yeah. he stands right on the ring post, which yeah. is. You know, like that's what six inches wide or something. Like yeah, that, so you know not I mean? exactly. It, yeah, you could easily slip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, not that, and as you know, Joe basically did there, except without saying it. That brought a holy shit chant out of the crowd. Yeah. Um, Page got a cutter on him for a near fall at one point. He, they were both up on the corner post, and he's trying to do the avalanche ego's edge off the top, uh, but Bandito actually turned it into a hurricane rana. And gave him a frog splash as well, but oh Paige, wait, wait, but but you gotta say before the frog splash, he actually did a press slam on Ethan Page. That to me was the more impressive thing. Oh, I I miss that. Press yeah, yeah, like like he did. He he actually pressed him over his head, like you know, nice. old school road warriors. That is old. And school. I was like, yeah. I was like, whoa, <laughs> like, wow, <laughs> like that was amazing, right? That is good. I miss that. Um, frog splash. Page kicks out of that. Uh, Bandita goes back to the top, but then Paige knocks him off and he crotches him on the top rope. And then they both fought up there on the top of the post. And Paige actually gave him a body slam off the top, which actually looked cool. It's like the simplest thing. You never see anybody yeah, do yeah, it. Though. It, was, it, never, was a, it was just a cool little slam off the top. You, yeah, you yeah. never see anybody do a body slam off the top. Uh, so he did that and then he did the flying shoulder block. And then he got the ego's edge and got the pin, as I think most of us expected. So he moves on in the tournament. Okay, so first of all, Ben Bandito, when he did his frog splash, did you know a little bit of the shimmy there, right? You know. Yes, yes, yes. But I thought his I thought his frog splash reminded me more of the Art Bar smart, uh, frog splash. Oh. He, he, he put his hands down really like low between his legs, and then right. he, you know, like, because that was how Art Bar used to do it. Like he really emphasized like the frogginess of that splash, and that mm. ben, that's what Bandito's uh, frog splash uh, reminded me of. People who don't know Art Bar, look it up. He and uh, Eddie Guerrero or what Laperico Atomica or whatever. Yeah, love, love yeah, love machine Art Bar and and Eddie Guerrero. And Eddie, like Eddie got the frog splash from Art Bar, so yes, if, you know, that's that, right. That, that that's who Bandito's uh, reminded me of. <clears throat> Regarding the match, great match. Like you know, it wasn't like crazy. There, there wasn't crazy moves. I Bandito like impressed the hell out of me. Like he, you know, like he tried. I think he did like he tried to deadlift Ethan Page in in, in like a he did like a deadlift vertical suplex, which was right. insane. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yes. Um. And then and then the thing with the the press slab. Right? I was like, what the what the Where's this coming from? All the right? muscle man stuff, eh? I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you know, and and I'm glad Paige won. Like, and and oh, here is my point. To your point about Stoke being uh, a fixture, like, I'm like I'm actually okay with Ethan Page, um, being with Stoke because 
again, Ethan Page is good enough, but Stoke distracting Bandito in the match, that's good heel heat. I'm good with that. My problem is when he when he associates with a W Morrissey or the gun club. I don't have a, like with like and I don't don't get me wrong, I don't dislike W Morrissey or the gun club, but if you're trying to elevate Ethan Page, keep him on that higher level. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and that's yeah. like like a, a bit of a spoiler. I'm gonna I'm gonna move ahead a bit in the show just to tell you what I'm talking about. Like during that Mox MJF promo when when those guys came down, I didn't want to see Ethan Page in that because Mox yeah. basically took him out. Well, yeah, this exactly. is supposed to be yes, a guy yeah. competing exactly. for the number one yep. contendership, yes, and that's very true. You know what I yeah. mean? So that's yeah. what I mean. I I don't I I don't mind Ethan Page being represented by Stokely, but keep him away from W Morrissey and the right. Gun Club right yeah, yeah. now. Until they get elevated, because like I, I know this is not going to be a fair comparison, but Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen, okay? Tully was awesome, Wyndham was awesome, or Oli, whoever, whichever, whichever member you want to talk. Like uh, Oli, like uh, Arn was awesome. Ric Flair was awesome too. The four of them work, but Ric Flair was still always that step above, and that's how I want to see Ethan Page. Is I want to see him the step above this firm thing. All right. After this, we um, we went to a little this this. I love this. This was a little vignette to um, remind us about Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and the steel cage match. They're going to have at the pay-per-view. I love this. It was I loved how the promo was so deliberately around the idea of this is what a steel cage is for. Like, it's not a gimmick. This is how you use it. Like, it, it, was, it was, I loved it. I love it. So it starts out with Renee. She says, it has to be in a steel cage because there's been too much outside interference. Like, hallelujah. <laughs> Think about that. And then she goes, you need to keep things contained with no outside interference. No bullshit, which was censored. Um, he, she says, it needs to be just these two men so we can have a definitive winner. And then it cuts to Jungle Boy, and he says, one is a man and one is a beast, and it's time to find out who's who. And that was the end. But I just love how they emphasize the, yes, we are using the cage in the right way. It is not just a gimmick. It's not just here because it needs to be. There's a reason. Too much interference. Put him in a cage. Again, it was just a good vignette. Like I, I can't really add anything beyond what you just said. Uh so uh, okay. So next up, it's uh, another shot here with Soraya. She's with Renee, so she can respond to what to Britt said earlier. Renee said, "It's your first match in five years this weekend against Britt. How do you feel?" Soraya says she feels fantastic. I'm lucky to be back in the ring because I thought it would never happen. She goes, but I'm sick of this back and forth between me and Britt. She talks about opportunity. She goes, I got an opportunity. I want to be here. I chose to be here because I want to beat the best, and the best is you. She goes, I'm sick of the back and forth, and I don't want to talk anymore. And she goes, see you at full gear. And like that was it. Out. Okay, so I'm going to say that that was probably Soraya's best promo since she's been in, in AEW. They kept it short. They kept it sweet. You know, the fact that, you know, it, you know, days away from being in my first match, you know, I feel fantastic. Lucky for the opportunities. Um, 
you know, she even she even put Brit over a little bit as well. You know what I mean? With regards to saying that she wants to beat the best and the best is you. But problem is, like, after seeing that Brit promo, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, like, again, nice little promo from Soraya. But Brit's the home team. <laughs> like I'm rooting for the home team here, right? Well, no, but again, to me, it emphasized the fact that Saray is the baby face, because that to me, or sorry, she's the heel, because that to me is kind of a heel thing. It's like, like the heel's almost flustered. Like, well, yeah, I don't want to. I'm sick of this. Anymore. Yeah, I don't think yeah, this. I'm, like, I'm getting. I'm out of here. Look, right? To so. me, it just emphasizes that she's the heel and Brit's the baby face. Yeah. Okay, commercial break. We come back. Uh, here we go. There's the quick little promo for our our dream match on Rampage. <laughs> Ortiz and Eddie Kingston against Akiyama and Takeshita. Ortiz says he's really actually worried because he's up against a legend, Akiyama, and a rising star, Takeshita. Takeshita said, I am back in AEW and I have Yan Akiyama. Kingston says, May 1st, 1998, Hiroshi Hase versus Yan Akiyama at the Tokyo Dome. He goes, the minute I saw that match, I said, I want to fight Akiyama. Uh, Takeshita show says, we will show you DDT wrestling style, the promotion they wrestle for in Japan. Akiyama is actually wearing a DDT t-shirt in the promo. Uh, Kingston said, I've waited for this my whole life. Akiyama, no disrespect, but I'm coming at you with the greatest fight I've ever fought with anybody. And on Rampage Friday, you better bring it too. So there you go. That was enough for me. I, I, they didn't have to talk. They had yeah, me at the, they, they had me at they had me at the graphic. Yeah, so. that was enough for me. Uh, okay, so this is the final match on the show. Uh, Anna J or oh, Anna J A S, I guess is how they're calling her now. Oh God! It's Tony Storm. Uh, and then this is for the interim women's title. Um, this was probably you know the low end match on the show. Uh, Anna Jay needs some work, I think, in the ring. And there's just, it's just, there's certain times when it's just not as crisp as it should be. Uh, but she did do a code breaker at one point and, uh, they let her, she was in control when they went to the pick and pick. Um, and when they came back, they were both just laying each other out with forearms. Uh, Storm did a pretty nice fisherman suplex for a near fall, uh, like the perfect plex. Uh, Storm did the hip attack at one point and knocked Anna all the way out of the ring to the floor. That uh, hip attack looks stiff, man. Yeah, well, when she does it, I mean, she does it with real intensity. Like there's, uh, yeah, there's some velocity, especially like oh, the, yeah. when the, when the one gets... in the corner. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. Like that's what the I mean. Corner. This was this was just Anna Jay was kind of on the floor there, and she just ran across the ring and knocked her out the bottom rope there. Uh, uh, so Anna Jay did kind of like a reverse version of the Jaded. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I wasn't sure what to call it. I called it a gory slab looking thing because yeah, I couldn't I just, figure it out. Yeah, I just called it reverse jaded. Um, Tony got the second hip attack in the corner. Uh, she put Anna in the Texas Cloverleaf and Anna tapped right away. Uh, Jamie Hayter ends up coming down, of course, because she's facing Tony at the pay-per-view. They get in each other's face. They're face to face. I love that. I, I just love when they were jawed back and yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're just jaw jacking. Nothing severe happens. Tony gave her kind of a slight push just to get out of get out of my face kind of thing. And that was it. No big pull aparts, nothing. So 
But it's yeah, there. And, and you know what? It's good because we already I had a big fine. we already exactly. had a big pull apart at the yeah. beginning of the show, right? Exactly. So I was fine with it too. Yeah. And like okay, so coming back to the match, you know what you know what Anna J kind of reminds me of? She kind of reminds me of like Britt Baker, but when Britt Baker was babyface Britt Baker. Remember what we used to say about her that like it looked like she had the moves, but she was hesitating and like mm. she was really slow. You could almost see her thinking instead of just doing like that's where, true. That's where, yes. Where it was really noticeable for me was <clears throat> right near the beginning of the match. Anna, I think does like, she slams Tony into the, like the, the middle turnbuckle or whatever. Right. And then she did this rolling thing, kick to the head. But when she rolled, it was really slow and then she ended up out of place and then she kind of had to shift to, you know, right. and it was like, Ooh, if you had just hit that move, like with good intensity and stuff, that would have looked great. And that's the thing. I think what Anna needs, and you, you, you alluded to it when you started this part of the match, she just needs like, she, she needs a little more intensity and velocity. Mm-hmm. Like that's the problem. She's got some good looking moves. I love the queen slayer thing. I think that's a great little thing. She's got, she's got, you know, she's, she's still got to work on her stick a little bit, but she's still got some good stuff going on. But like when she does certain kicks and when she does certain, like, you know, strikes, it, it looks weak. And then when you're, when you're, when you're going up against Tony storm, we just said that that hip attack looks like crazy. Right. So meanwhile, Tony storm is like running into you hard. She's hitting you hard with clotheslines. She's hitting you hard with hip attacks. So when they, you when you see that offense and then compare it to Anna J A J A S whatever Anna J, it it just doesn't compute and and that's mm-hmm. my problem right now with Anna. Like again, I think she's like what Britt Baker was. Yeah, where apprehensive. At, at the, you know? Yeah, exactly. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Yes. Okay. After this, a quick preview for Rampage. Lee Moriarty takes on Hook for the FTW title. Who cares? Uh, Athena. No, versus... I, I, th- I think I think Hook wins the title, man. Oh, <laughs> Come on, that was good. Uh, Athena yeah. <laughs> versus Madison Rain. Okay, uh, so wait a minute. Like, is that a babyface babyface match? Because I thought Madison Rain was a babyface. Oh, I thought she was working heel. Oh, hey, okay, I don't, I, don't, I, I don't know. I've been paying attention, so never mind. Uh, we're gonna have another elimination tournament match here with Starks against Archer. Uh, where he's going to eat Archer's braids and Kingston and Ortiz are taking on Akiyama and Takeshita. Obviously that will be, yeah, the that's match. the, that's the only match I care about. On I that. Well, actually, no, I'm not going to say that. Cause I do like it's okay. So here's a conundrum, Dan, let's assume that Ricky Starks wins that match against Archer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then you got page versus Starks. Mm-hmm. I am torn on yeah, that. That one. is hard. Yeah. So, We'll get there. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, you know You're I mean? right. That is because both guy really needs would be good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. Okay. They ran through the pay-per-view, but we'll save that until we do predictions. Yep. They took the break. We came back and the show is going to end here with the Moxley MJF confrontation. Uh, so I think there was about, I don't know, 15 minutes or something left at the end of the show here. Actually, Mox- it was, it was, I looked, I looked because I was curious. It was, it was, okay. ten, it was 10 minutes. Oh, it was even yeah. shorter. They gave, what, they gave 10 minutes for this. It's true. That didn't really drag. No. Um, so Moxley comes out first, and he's actually got Regal with him. Regal gets in the ring, kind of just stands in the corner the whole time while Moxley talks. Moxley says, I'm John Moxley, and I'm the AEW World Champion. 
They say the championship doesn't make the man, but the man makes the championship. He goes, so who exactly is John Moxley? He goes, I am the best pro wrestler on planet Earth. I'm the baddest son of a bitch in the game. I talk shit and I back it up. I've traveled the world seeking the toughest challenges. I've taken on all the comers and have defended the AEW title. And then the announcers say John Moxley loves to fight like it's something to be admired for. And he goes, it's not. He goes, I'm sick in the head. He goes, I'm addicted to the rush of adrenaline and pain and hurting my opponent and being in fights. He goes, I love it. He goes, you can't hurt me because I literally don't care. And that's exactly who John Moxley is. He goes, last week, I asked you, who is MJF? So we've, he's told us all about who he is. Now, who's MJF? And he says, I scout my opponent, opponent. So I did a little research and I found out a few things. I found out he's a really good singer. <laughs> is that the dig on the Oprah thing, I'm guessing, right? Yes, I believe so. Oprah when he was a kid. Yeah. Um, he goes, I found out he has exactly one win in this ring in the last six months. Remember, remember we talked about that before? Yes. Yeah. Yes. How they never had enough matches. Uh, he goes, in fact, he beat my young boy in that match. Uh, he said he took a summer vacation after some embarrassing Brian Pillman act like stuff. He goes, <laughs> ah. yeah, he just totally took that a shot great. at there. Yeah. He said, came back with a Halloween mask on and somebody handed him a poker chip and the worst ending to a ladder match I've ever seen. Which, again, he's totally right. That ending was horrible. Oh, hold on, hold on. I might argue that Otis was pretty bad. So, well, like... <laughs> this one was really bad because Stokely actually climbed up there and got it. Okay, uh, so so maybe we can compare it to James Ellworth and Carmella. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, he goes, now he's cashing in his title shot. He goes, so forgive me if I'm not exactly shaking in my boots. Uh, so that was good. It's like... Well, you, we saw you as a child star. You haven't wrestled in six months. Uh, you did some kind of embarrassing stuff. Someone handed you a poker chip. You're, you're not much of a challenge. But but, goes, but 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 again, here's the thing. It's all true. Yeah. <laughs> like it's yes. all true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he says to the crowd, you people see the MGF you want to see. He goes, you see this perfectly curated version, prepared speeches, handpicked opponents. He goes, I see a man dripping with insecurity, a kid playing wrestler. I see a man filled with fear that maybe he won't live up to the hype. He goes, but you are going to see something special this Sunday at Full Gear. He, I don't know if you caught that, but he said Sunday there. And it comes up later in the promo, actually. Yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. But he said Sunday there because I'm like, I actually rewound it and went, what? Uh, he goes, he goes, you're going to see the world champion do what he does best. And he goes, MJF is not challenging me. I'm challenging MJF. I'm challenging you to show me something, to show me you got some guts. Show me you got some balls. Show me something, MJF. Show me why everybody thinks you're the future of the industry. So I really liked that part of the promo, bringing in the fans saying, you know, everybody thinks you're hot shit and you're going to be the man down the road. It's like, why? He goes, why? I want to know why. Well, and, and, and here's the thing, too, like in a subtle way, that Mox promo, like especially that last part is is helping put over MJF if MJF wins. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, like saying, show me you got guts, show yeah. me you got balls. Yeah. You know, what I mean, yeah. like 
like it it it's the challenge uh, like it's 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 the the world champion challenging challenging MJF and again like that's that's sort of you know putting him over a little bit i i again i i just thought like again yawn john moxley just put, put you know just 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 hit another great promo out of the ballpark you know what i mean mm-hmm. so at this point stokely comes down to the ramp and lee moriarty actually tries to jump moxley but in the ring and Moxley just throws him out of the ring and the other firm guys run down and they attack Moxley and Regal. They start beating up on Regal too. Uh, MJF's music hits at this point. Uh, and he ran out ready to fight. He had like a muscle shirt on, like something you never see MJF like this. It was not jacket scarf. It was, this was MJF in like black pants and a muscle black muscle shirt on. Uh, he comes out, he lays out all the firm guys as he's running down to the ramp he poked Ethan Page in the eye, then kicked him in the nuts, which I thought was very Roddy Piper. Well, um, okay, so I mentioned this before. This is where I didn't want to see Ethan Page, right? Let, yeah. Let, let Morrissey yep. and, and the right. Guns take the fall because, right. like, you you just made Ethan Page, who is a potential winner of this right. this tournament, you made him look like a chump, right? You're right. You're right. Uh. So MJF crawled out, called out the crowd. He's gone. Come on, make some noise. MJF told the firm to get out of Connecticut before he puts his boot up their asses. Um, Regal is standing over the downed Moxley on the ground after being beat up. And MJF starts his promo. John said, while you are laying there, hopefully in a ton of pain, let me explain something. He goes, I didn't save your ass because I like you. I saved it because I don't want any of your pissant Mark fan club making excuses for you when I knock your lights clean out. I've always liked that part about him with his character that I want you 100%. I don't want you beat up when we fight. Well, not only that, but I think that first line of, you know, I I don't hate you, John, or whatever, that that was the CM Punk pipe bomb. Mm, right. I think that I think that was the first like well I think when he says John while you're laying out there in a ton of pain let me explain something that that's in reference to the CM, CM Punk pipe bomb right um he said I don't need the dynamite diamond ring ain't that right Will and he looks at Regal he has a stare down with Regal he goes when I got in this business my ultimate goal was to become the best wrestler in the world and I know that this Saturday I'm in for the fight of my life you're a double, tough, hard, badass son of a bitch. But you know what? I'm not that same kid I was when we first fought for that title. This time, you can dump me on my head as many times as you want. You can make me bleed buckets. You can snap, crackle, and pop every single ligament, joint, and bone in my body. But I will not stop because I need that belt more than I need water, food, oxygen. He's just screaming at this point. Yep. He goes, because when you're the man who holds the AEW world title, that makes you the best wrestler on God's green earth. And he goes, and God damn it, it's my time. And I know I've said this before, but I love the way he's brought Harley's line of God's green earth yep. onto a next generation to enjoy. Um, well, and, 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 that, and it, just that intensity of it. Totally. It's all about the freaking title. That yep. is the focus. Like, I yep. love that. Yeah, like the whole thing about I need it more than water, food, and oxygen. Yeah. You know what I mean? like, like, that's amazing. That was a great line. Yeah. Um, He finishes up. He says, I heard you last week when you said I'm not the devil. And he goes, well, 
maybe you haven't been listening too well. And he goes, allow me to tell you the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. I love how he keeps using that line. Um, and he says, this Saturday at full gear, you will find out I am the devil because my name is Maxwell Jacob Friedman and I am better than you. And then at that point, Moxley just all of a sudden jumps up. He grabs the microphone away from um, MJF and he says, you know, I never knew what the big deal with you was, but this weekend at full gear, we're going to find out if you've got it in here. If you because if you can't find it in yourself, he goes, I will reach in, pull it out of you because that's my job. He goes this Sunday. And then he said he realized it again. The Moxie realized, oops, he goes, then he realized it. He kind of looked and he goes, pay-per-view Saturday, right? Yeah, Saturday. Okay, yeah. This Saturday, <laughs> uh, he goes, at full gear, the training wheels come off. And at this point, or he said the train wheels come off. And he said at this at this point, MJF and him, they're just having a big stare down with each other. They're kind of yakking at each other, but you can't hear it. There's no mics on them. And Moxley just blasts past uh, MJF. And leaves with Regal. And that was it. That was the end of the show. So there you go. It's good. There was no, again, no dramatic pull apart, no fisticuffs. Well, not 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 only that, but similar to Brit and Soraya, you would argue that that MJF promo was a babyface promo. Yeah. <laughs> you well, know what I mean? You know, it's yeah, it's almost like they know that the fans are going to do it and they're prepping for it. Yeah. Like, cause, cause that was a thing. He came out and people were cheering him. And yeah. like, you know, when he said, my name is Maxwell J freedom and I freed free Friedman. And I'm better than you. You can they hear the it. crowd saying, yeah. and you know it yeah. before Mox got the mic. Um, so again, I get the suspicion that MJF, like, even though on paper, he's supposed to be the heel, the way they've been booking this, he's the baby face in this yeah. whole thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's going to be very interesting how it plays out for sure. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm uh, looking forward to the show. So yeah, so there you go. So that's the episode. I thought it did a good job. I'm definitely excited. Uh, so yeah, should we run through this now? You want to do some quick predictions here? Actually, before we do that, we might as well stay in order. So, like, you enjoyed the show. I enjoyed the show. But from a ratings perspective, this was actually one of oh. the lower. This, this was actually one of the lower rated, uh, at least from a total viewer perspective, one of the lower rated uh, shows. And especially really? for, for going, really? uh, especially for a go home show. Like so, they did eight hundred and eighteen thousand, which is like almost a hundred thousand less than they did last week. Wow! Yeah. You know, uh, they did zero point two eight in the demo, which is lower than they've done in the last little while. Now, granted. From a cable perspective, they were in fourth place, so that's good, right? Maybe I don't know if it was a slow TV night, but yeah, that like, at, you know, like I'm not saying I'm concerned. I, I I mean that number is a concerning number, but there have been weeks where the rating for whatever reason has just dropped, and then the next week it comes back up, right? So I'm not saying you know pull the panic plug or anything like that. But I was surprised at how low this number was, considering the fact that this is a go-home show for one of your pay-per-views, right? Yeah, and and most of this, yeah, I am I am kind of too because most of the stuff has been so good leading into it. Like I was very much looking forward to the show to see what they were gonna do, right? Yeah, yeah, like and and like you know, like here's the other problem, like we've got like okay, so if 
just in context, like there was NBA on last night, which is, you know, NBA is on all season now. You, you had like, you know, the, your, your your standard guys like, you know, Tucker and Hannity, uh, Tucker Carlson and right. Hannity, yeah, Sean yeah. Hannity and all that stuff and a lot of sports. OK, but the thing is, like, we're now past the point for AEW where, you know, it's it's like NBA is going to be on every Wednesday. Right. And it's going to be on every Wednesday forever because it's the nba right so yeah yeah like, this is now where i think you know the AEW. now again AEW is doing well in terms of their ranking in the demo which is what your you know what's that that's what the um like the sponsors look for so from that perspective it's good but i mean now like they can't use the excuse of it's the nba season because like again now it's this is this is year three so you know, you've now had three years with the NBA. You just got to deal with it. It was the same with Raw, like because they've they've always had to deal with Monday Night Football. You got to deal with it, right? You can't you can't use that excuse for too much longer. So I think mm-hmm. AEW is getting to that point. Now that said, I am actually very surprised at this number because last night I thought was a very good show. Um, but again, it's wrestling ratings. Who knows? Who, who knows? Maybe next week they might do over a million. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's the way the numbers seem to be. So again, I'm not saying I would, you know, if I'm AEW, I'm pulling the panic button or anything like that. But I, again, I, I would be concerned about that number and what the hell happened. Mm. Yeah, that is. I, I would have thought going into this show that they would have done well because well, you, 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 you would ex- you would expect that they'd at least keep that consistent 950-ish thousand viewers mm. anyways, right? But mm. yeah, no, they didn't. So. All righty. Uh, now, we should also mention, too, well, I guess if you're listening to it and you, you're not a Patreon, you know that this is the free show. But we like to put these free shows up every once in a while um, to, to get you guys to see what else is up here and that you really do get amazing value for your money here at uh, the SNME Radio when you do have the subscription. Uh, it's very inexpensive, and you get you get to hear so many different shows uh, every week. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, I mean, like we, we cover – all the major shows. So you've got Monday Night Raw. We've got a review show. You've got NXT. We've got a review show. AEW Dynamite. You're hearing it right now. Um, you know, the uh, SmackDown review show. We have a you know a Rampage review show, and then we have something called Bam, Boris and Matt, and they cover everything else. And then on top of that, you got trivia. You got Dan's rock and roll party uh, music show, which uh, I I don't know if I mentioned this to you, Dan, but um, it 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 actually got me dancing in a Costco, uh, you know, listening to your, (laughs) listening to your podcast, you know, in a Costco on my iPhone and then realizing that nobody else could hear this like really cool, funky rock and roll. Funky tune. Yeah. Yeah. And and then, and then it was like, fuck it. I don't care. And I just kept dancing anyway. So lots of good stuff. SNME, uh, sorry, patreon.com slash SNME radio. It's like five bucks. Uh, it's like, sorry, it's like a buck a week. So five bucks a month. Yeah. Keeps yeah. the lights on for us, and you get a ton of wrestling content. And then after shows, like so after. That's right. Uh, yeah, well, of course. Yeah, yeah we got to mention that. Obviously, yeah. as we go into the predictions that yeah, we will be doing the after party for the Patreon. So you join us right after the pay per view. We'll run it down, give our thoughts, and then you guys can jump in, and we'll have a little chit chat. It's a Saturday night. Nobody hopefully has to get up early for Sunday, uh, so we can um, oh, talk about I... it. And and we will. Hopefully, I mean, although I don't expect it to be as eventful as the last one, we will kind of monitor the press conference after (laughs) 
the pay-per-view. Yes. Just yes. in case. Just, just in, case. in case some crazy shit goes on. Because, man, last time it was insane. Although, you know what, Joe? I have a strong feeling that Tony Khan's going to come up by himself. No talent. No, no you know what? I, I, I think he'll still have talent, but it'll be like... Like Jericho. Chris, yes, Chris Jericho. It'll be maybe Britt Baker or your Brian Danielsons. Like guys that right. like like let's face it, like like these are guys that have been doing this for years and they've done it for the small quote unquote independent companies all the way up to the WWE Giants. Like those are the guys that will represent the company well. Right. And like even Jericho, like just to talk about that press conference really quickly, like Jericho probably knew what happened. Right. But when he came out, didn't address it. No, stayed 100 no. percent professional. That is how you that is how you like, you know, sort of deescalate. And that's how you get things back on track. And that, you know, like those I think those are the kinds of people that he's going to want to have on. All right, so you want to run through this then? Let's run through this, dude. All right. Um, I'm going to just kind of go backwards to what they did on the show. So we'll start with Death, Tri- Death Triangle defending the trio's title against the Elite. I Okay, I'm I'm going to pick with my heart here. I, I want Death Triangle to win, even though I think the Elite are going to win. <laughs> so like, yeah, I think this one, it's going to be pretty tough. I, I really yeah. think they're going to make a big splash with them coming back. So I I definitely think the elites winning the titles there. Yeah, but I I'm I'm picking Death Triangle though because I'm going with my heart. So and and honestly too because I don't think I see a lot of other titles really changing. So I think you, you want to have at least one on a show, right? And I think this yeah, is- no, and that's a, and that's that's a good point. Uh, Lucha Saurus versus Jungle Boy in the steel cage for the real right reason. Um, what do you think here? I, I got to go with Jack Perry, man. <laughs> like, yeah, I think it's time. I mean, he needs the strong win now. Yeah. I think, I think this, I mean, at this, I think after this, they can kind of end this story, right? Yeah. Like, I uh, hope, like, hopefully, bet, right? hopefully they have a brutal 15 minute match and, you know, like Lucha throws him around, you know, Jack Jungle Boy. It, what do we call him now? Is it Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, Jack it Perry? It seems to Boy? be they really seem to be going towards the Jack Perry. Okay, well let's just more, yeah. let's just go Jack. Uh, He'll let's go. always be Jungle Boy. Okay, so Jungle so Jungle Boy, like it's got to be one of those hard fought victories where he's just coming from underneath, coming from underneath, fighting yeah, from underneath, yeah. and then he finally gets the one big move and he wins. It's got to be like that. Uh, okay. Three-way for the TNT title, Samoa Joe versus Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, I don't know if I really care who wins as long as I just see three huge guys beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing, although um, I'm going to pick Wardlow on this. I think Wardlow wins. I don't I don't think they're going to put like two I, – I don't see Samoa Joe becoming a champ champ, and then Powerhouse Hobbs is not there yet. And Wardlow needs – a signature win and this could potentially be one of them well yeah this is the first kind of real program yeah, the real, guy's been in right it, like, it's not even not even program dan it's his first real challenge yeah, where yeah. there are two guys in the ring that could legitimately beat Wardlow, yeah. right with all yeah. due respect to orange cassidy and jay lethal 
right? Yeah, like, come on, you know? So And Joe's already got a Ring of Honor title, too. Yeah, he? Exactly. So, That's why I don't see him being champ champ, no. and I don't think they're going to do it on Hobbs yet. Yeah, I think I – think, and, and because what we just said, that this is actually the first legitimate Wardlow challenge, you yeah. can't lose it. Exactly. Britt Baker versus Soraya. Uh, what do you think here? I I again I I know Soraya's just coming in, but unless they want to keep this program going, maybe Soraya wins. I don't know. I, I, I can't see Soraya not winning, but hopefully it also like is a, a double heel turn, a double heel face turn. But yeah, I think Soraya wins this. I don't, there's no, the turns already happened, man. She, I know, I know, but you know what I mean? Like, where, like, the thing is, the turns happen, but where they acknowledge it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, so, I think they will. I think they yeah. will. Uh, so, yeah, I would say Soraya wins as well. Yeah. Uh, Darby and Sting versus uh, Lethal and Jarrett. Um, uh, well, do you, I, you, do, say, do I have to pick? <laughs> just, well, say what you want. I got my scenario that I want to see that would actually make me feel really happy about this match. Okay, well, I'm going to pick Sting and Darby winning, but I honestly don't care about this match. Okay, uh, I think you're right. I agree that Darby and Sting will uh, win, but based on what Jarrett talked about in his promo, Sting gets the pin Jarrett. That will be the finish. I, I, again, I'm I'm good with that. I just don't like Jeff Jarrett. So like, I really – well, then that's perfect. Yeah. He's He's got to take the fall. Yeah, like, yes. it, like, like, okay, all joking aside, because I, I, I'm not, I don't mind this match, but, like, yeah, just, yeah, just, um, yeah, I'm just gonna pick Sting and Darby because I like Sting and Darby. I think they're gonna win too, and Sting pins, uh, Sting pins Jeff Jarrett. You heard it okay, here first. I'm, I'm good with that. All you right. heard it here first. Uh, Jade Cargill versus Nyla for the TBS title. Now this is the match I don't care about. Um, yeah, I'm not I mean, gonna I say would, I, I would I, love to see Nyla win it. I, yeah, I, I just don't I, think that's happening. Yeah, exactly. I don't either. I don't I think, think it's gonna happen. I think Jade's keeping it. I think so too. Uh, okay, the four way for the Ring of Honor title. Jericho's the champion. Um, his fellow JAS member Sammy G's in here. Claudio Castanoli, Brian Danielson. Again, I don't see this one changing. No, and and especially because Claudio made Jericho tap on Dynamite, I like. Yeah, I I can see where in the commentary they'll bring that up to say, yeah, you know, recently on Dynamite, Claudio got the upper hand on Jericho, so he's got the psychological. No, it, it, Jericho's retaining. And uh, I think honestly, until Tony Khan gets a a stronger platform for Ring of Honor, I think he's Jericho's. He's going to leave it on Jericho. I think. I think so too, or unless Adam Cole comes back, that like I can see because Adam Cole would be another guy that you could put right. it on. You yes. know what I mean? But yes. but yeah, like it just right now, it just makes the most sense that Chris Jericho keeps the belt. Also, did uh, just speaking of Jericho, did you see the Masked Singer where he finally unmasked? It was him, eh? I, I heard someone saying that they thought it was him. It was him, well, eh? The, the thing is, like, I'll find the original. Um, post that i saw for it but dan i i swear because you know jericho the minute you hear his voice like like look i even i was like that's jericho like all right, wrestling right, fans right. yeah because yeah, yeah. here's the thing we've heard him sing because of because yeah. of because of, of judas right so, so many times yeah. yeah like so the first time you hear his voice every wrestling fan like i'm, I'm pretty sure went that's jericho right that's funny uh okay uh so tony storm versus jamie hater for the women's interim title here. 
Again, I, I don't see it changing. I don't. Here, here's the thing. I want both women to win because I love both of them. But you know what? Okay, so if you're going to pick Storm, this is the one where I'll disagree with you. I think Hater wins this. Because I think I think Hater having they the have in- been giving her a push. Well, the um, thing is though, I think Hater having the interim belt is much more interesting. Than like Tony Storm, yeah, that I guess it's true. Put it on because you know Thunder Rosa, total baby face, right? Well, it, it, but it's not just that. Think about it, like Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm, Thunder Rosa versus Jamie Hater. Yeah, you're right. right? It's probably the more intriguing. Yeah. Well, and, and but then the other thing that you have too is now you could potentially play. The jealousy Jamie angle. and Brett, yeah. The jealousy angle there, right? But Brett, yeah. yeah. Jamie yeah. Hader versus uh, Hikaru Shida. Jamie Hader versus the returning Chris Statlander. Come yeah, on, right. like, so I, I think it's more interesting if Hader wins. So I'm gonna pick her, even though like I wouldn't be shocked if Tony Storm wins, and I wouldn't mind if Tony Storm wins. Uh, tag team titles, acclaimed versus Swerve in our glory for the third time. Honestly, I don't. I I think this should be the acclaimed winning and the breakup of Swerve in our glory. Yeah, this should be the last match between these t- these these two. Like that, like should be the last match period for Swerve in our glory. Like actually, it should, sh- it should have been the, their last match. Like you know, two shows I know, three ago, three matches ago. <laughs> you know, I know. Like, yeah, I know. So yeah, so, I'm, I'm with you. And finally, for the title, Moxley has to defend against MJF. I honestly, I. I I think I, MJF's got to win. Moxley, yeah. I, I could see Moxley totally getting uh, t- getting a break at this point and just disappearing for a couple of months. Well, and it, MJF like, run. I mean, you know, the way that they've been writing or booking this whole thing, it it leads to an MJF win, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the question, though, and this is where I'm kind of curious, because, again, an, a heel MJF champion is is crazy amazing, okay? The question is, how does he win? Like, you know, I've seen a lot of people saying, I think William Regal will turn on Moxley. Yes. Maybe maybe the firm is swerving everybody and they're going to help MJF win. Could be. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? So I – yeah, I, I I think you got to pick MJF here, and I'm not saying that. I don't think you and I are saying that's a bad thing. It just no, not at all sense, right? But I'm curious to see how they get there. And yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like Moxley has been I, amazing. He needs a break. Yeah. You know, let let him let him recharge a little bit. Yeah. Then, you know, get him back here, right? Yeah, I think so. I I don't know about Regal turning. I know a lot of people are pushing that. I don't know. I don't know about that one either, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I don't know if that's really a good idea. The thing about that to me, that's would be like a WWE style turning. And there's been and you know what AEW's like? They drop the hints huge. Like, there's been no hint of any kind of dissension between those two in the slightest, right? Like, it would be pretty weird for Regal to just turn all of a sudden. Yeah, like, it, like it, at least with Samoa Joe, right? Um, oh, they teased it, though. You knew it was coming. Yeah, exactly. You knew it was coming, right? This, there's no tease or anything. So, I don't quite know how it would work there. I, honestly, I would just... You know, hey, maybe maybe they do something in the match. Maybe Mox and they have Mox just do something super dastardly, where it's set in stone that he's obviously he's they're putting making him heal or something. And oh yeah, M- no, I I think MJF has to come out on top just because of what's happened. Like I I think that um like I I think that uh, like 
Mox, just by the the way he wrestles anyways, is going to wrestle as a heel. You know what I mean? Like he's going to be the rough, like he'll be doing a lot of the rough housing. He'll be doing a lot of the biting and the scratching. And like, I mean, he does that already anyway. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, if you if you watch an MJF match, well, I mean, I know you've watched one, but like when you when you sort of examine the way MJF wrestles, like from a wrestling perspective, he doesn't really wrestle like a heel. He actually wrestles mm. a pretty solid, you know, kind of mat based style. It's the stuff that he does in between that makes him a heel, right? Mm. Like mem- remember, like I can't remember what pay per view was. I think it was like Revolution or or something like that where MJF and Darby arguably had the match of the night as the opening match. Like, the guy can go. Um, but he doesn't actually, you know, he doesn't bite. He doesn't, like, kick. Like, he, he it's a shtick in between stuff. Or when he grabs the ring and he punches you with the ring, right? But up until then, the guy's pretty good. So, mm. I yeah, like, and again, just, just the way that the momentum seems to be going with MJF, I think he's going to be the, the baby face at the end of the match. Now, does he stay babyface for a while? Who knows? But I think for that match, for that one night, he'll be the guy. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's true. Follow up incredibly important on yep. this, right? So also yeah, just we'll I'm, I'm like kind of somewhat related. I I saw a, a, a Twitter uh, post I think of the show after it went off the air, where MJF was actually in the ring. He actually put over Tony Khan and he said, you know, like if without Tony Khan. Uh, WWE, WWE would be a, a monopoly, right? Yeah. Uh, and he said that, you know, like, you know, like he, like it was weird cause he put over Tony Khan, but he, he also to some degree put over WWE because he said, Hey, I'm not knocking WWD, WWE. I love WWE. And then he looked back at Tony Khan who was in the ring and he said, I love WWE, you know, kind of ha ha ha. Um, you know, but then he said, yeah, like if it wasn't for Tony Khan, you know, like, indie wrestlers wouldn't be able to get paid what they're getting paying. And that's all because of AEW or something like that. So that was a little cool thing to see at the end of the show. Well, hmm. th- sorry, not at the end of the show. If you were in the crowd, it would have been a cool thing to yeah. see at the, end of the show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll remind you once again, the after party, after the pay-per-view, which I'm guessing will be probably around midnight Eastern standard time. That's usually when their pay-per-views end. Have I think- we heard, have we heard anything? Is there been an announcement of buy-in matches or? Are they yeah, yeah, it? it's it's uh, it's the um, uh, it'll be Brian Cage versus Lance Archer or Ricky Starks. So oh, that match is in there. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I, I'm assuming it's gonna be Ricky Starks. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we might as well just pick. We might as well just pick that one out. So. Let's assume that it's Ricky Starks versus Brian Cage. I'm picking Ricky Starks to win. So so would I. I would, too. I mean, Cage, I mean, Cage is a guy that needs Stokely. Yeah, like he needs he needs that mouthpiece. Right. Well, he's he's got much smaller, like the little tiny manager with the big, huge guy. Like, that's what you want. That's the visual you want. Right. But but he does have Prince Prince Nana or whatever. So that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But I think Stokely's smaller. Yeah, that's true, too. Uh, alrighty. Well, there you go. That's, uh, that's, uh, I think that's all we can do with this. We all look forward to watching the show on the weekend. And if you are a Patreon, you can join us. Yeah, it'll be fun. It always is. You never know what's going to happen. You never know who will have their shirt on or who will have it off. Oh God. <laughs> all right. Well, with that, I'm going to say we're the old fucks. We're better than you and you know it.